You're listening to 93.3 FM CFRS. It is now time for the Health Moment with your hosts, Chef Furious and from Living Foods and Healing Herbs class, naturopathic Dr. Andrew Larsh, who is a board certified by the American Association of Drugless Practitioners, also a raw food nutritionist and herbalist and certified holistic health practitioner, and is currently in school for his doctorate in clinical nutrition. Today's show is about calling the science and to make sense now do you realize that a constant state of emergency only serves as an excuse for global tyranny how did you think the holocaust began did you think mass genocide starts with public hangings or does it start with the systematic disarming and segregation of public citizens so to those people i ask are you going to hide your children like they hid the jews australia is now the test model for this martial law to be rolled out globally. Rather than locking down 100% of the population for an illness with a 99% survival rate, why don't the 0.2% people that are truly at risk of dying from the virus simply stay home? For all we care, you can wear your five cheetah masks, take your 57th booster shot. You don't need a government mandate to be a neurotic recluse. People really need to understand that it is our compliance which is causing this perpetual process of medical tyranny. Let's not forget that the end goal is the V-passport. Without the V-passport, absolute medical fascism cannot be established. Without the passport, they have no leverage over the people. Without the passport, they have no advantage and authority to dictate the basic aspects of our lives. So it's imperative that we understand that it is the passports that are most crucial to initiate the Great Reset. Without a papers please social credit system in check, their new world order just falls apart. And if that seems like too much of a conspiracy theory to you, please explain to me why globalist institutions like the World Economic Forum are so excited calling the pandemic an opportunity. An opportunity for what? This whole psychological operation was strategically created to make you exhausted. Exhausted to the point where you give in and take a shot. And it was James Madison who once said that if tyranny and oppression ever come to this land, it will come in the guise of fighting a foreign enemy. And that foreign enemy in the 21st century just happens to come in the form of a foreign pathogen with a 99% survival rate. There is honestly no crueler tyranny than that which is perpetuated under the shield of the greater good for the greater number. So this is really just a friendly reminder that government officials aren't these benevolent leaders with your best interest at heart. They are power hungry, perhaps semi-human creatures capable of any evil to pursue their sadistic Freedom and liberty are always just one generation away from becoming extinct. So don't bend. Don't break. Stand strong. Do not comply. This is not about controlling a virus. It's about controlling you. You're listening to 93.3 FM CFRS, and it is now time for the health moment. And living herbs, living foods, and healing herbs with naturopathic doctor Andrew Larsh. Brought to you by the Healthy Way Food Store, Health Food Store in Messina and Augensburg, New York. Good evening, Andrew. How are you doing? Hey, Derry. How are we doing today? I'm doing good. 
Yeah, so uh, naturopathic doctor, raw food nutritionist, herbalist, certified holistic health practitioner. I am also board certified by the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. And I am also in school right now for a uh, doctorate in clinical nutrition and working on that. Better part of the last year and a half, so. Right on, Andrew. And uh, today, well, today, oh boy. In the la- <laughs> I know you got a lot to talk about, as always. In, in the last couple of weeks, there have been some crazy, crazy things. Um, of course, the big thing that's been going on is the Pfizer approval. Of course, Monday, I'm sure you heard. Yep. Um, and then, of course, uh, mandates for healthcare workers uh, for the vaccine, um, which is just unbelievably tyrannical. Um, and of course, my wife being one of them, so we're dealing with that currently right now, seeking either exemption. I, I don't even want to play the game, but we have to play the game uh, for her to tiptoe around her job. So seeking currently exemption, which they are allowing, but um, regardless of if you've seen the Pfizer approval, that's not the approval for the emergency use authorization vaccine that's currently being used. Mm-hmm. That is for the Comirnaty vaccine, which is a separate vaccine, which is not even made yet, apparently, um, from what I'm researching. Uh, so the actual vaccines that are rolled out right now by Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, Astra, uh, AstraZeneca, I think is another one. Um, the one, the first, the big three. Uh, those first three, uh, there isn't anything other than e, uh, uh, EUA authorization right now and they're they will make no uh basically mandates you are not allowed to make mandates for those if you are apparently you have to make exemptions so um the military is acknowledging uh of course about to say the mandates about that yeah they're acknowledging mandates and they're acknowledging exemptions so uh they have been uh receiving exemptions of course from people and if anybody wants to also uh i think there's religious yeah, there's religious and medical, but if anybody needs those that paperwork for those exemptions, um, I have that, and um, I've got I've got lots of different sources. But there's one where you can go to. It's called the SolariReport.com. And Solari. Solari is spelled S-O-L-A-R-I Report.com. SolariReport.com, and uh, you go there, and there is loads of material to get yourself. Um, Exemptions if you are a healthcare worker, because trust me, so in my wife's job, for example, um, she's a midwife down in Ithaca, and they have a private practice where all of the nurses basically are refusing to get the shot. And of course, most everybody but her pretty much is vaccinated. And, uh, you know, they are, the doctors are pressuring the nurses like crazy, and, and almost to the point of harassment. Um, and essentially, this is the thing is that personal choice is obviously supposed to be tantamount in medical Mm -hmm. um uh, science and of course or uh allopathic medicine it's supposed to be or informed consent at least but what they're doing is just is completely criminal to mandate any vaccine on any person period uh what happened to you know my body my choice yeah that's what i was just about to say if they you know, if they want to tell you that an abortion is your right and it's your choice, um, then shouldn't vaccines be? <laughs> it's like, yeah. 
there is no other product on earth that is supposed to change your humoral immunity like the vaccine and they are telling you that no for this one you don't have a choice pretty much for the most part and of course to make you have to jump through hoops to seek a religious exemption or to seek a medical exemption Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous you should have the right to say yes or no um there was a military parliament or military um was it Canadian Parliament, uh, uh, was it uh, M- MPP or whatever his name is, that stood up in Canada? And, uh, I can't remember. He ended, up, reading about he ended it, yes. up opting out of the vaccine, of course, and you know they were trying to seek retribution on him. I'm not even sure if he's still at the job right now. Um, but uh, there are people all over the place who are standing up. And actually, I'll tell you this, the most vaccine-hesitant people, the ones who are saying no the most, guess what? They are PhDs. They have the highest degrees in the land. Yep. Um, they are the most educated people in the world, and they are the ones who are the most vaccine hesitant. And I have tons and tons of information on um, how Pfizer manipulated the, the the phase three trials to make it look like uh, that the vaccine was actually effective. When in fact, if you were to look at the trial studies, you'd find out that in the second, uh, in the first week after the second shot, they actually. Um, had more people in the uh, test group who were taking the vaccine that were sick, twice as many almost, that were sick who with COVID symptoms uh, than in the group that took nothing at all at, at the um, first week of the second vaccine. And, of course, the PCR tests were what they used for the confirmatory results. Um, and you'll see that more people in the vaccine group were sick twice as many at least uh, than people that were in the group that took nothing at all with uh, because there's an infection rate, I think, of like, I don't know, it was like uh, 3 or 4% or something like that. Overall, if you have like, say, 44,000 people, you're going to have an infection rate just randomly yeah. of about uh, 5 or 3 or 4% of people that are going to have so-called COVID. Um, and, of course, all that is confirmed is with a PCR test, which we've all been talking about for the yeah. last year and a half. And the uh, CDC has admitted that um, that they've been faking the numbers from the hospitals. There's from the so deaths. much. Yeah. There's so much that. for that. So, yeah, obviously. So, first off, you know, when you have people that come in and say somebody dies of a heart attack, but they had symptoms of COVID. Well, they, they file them not, under COVID. They will right? file them under COVID. They don't even have to test them. And also, too, they don't even have to do an autopsy because they were told not to do autopsies from the beginning for people who they suspected died with COVID because mm-hmm. they don't want to do science. There's no science going on here in any of this. Um, so, the other thing is, so get this. So, the VAERS data reporting, right? Uh, they're about four months behind. I just found this out. They're about three to four months behind. Um, so they're seeing people that are reporting and that are getting on the site for VARES. Um, if, Dara, if you want to go to openvares.com. Yep. Um, so if you go to openvares.com, you'll see uh, how many deaths there are. And you'll see that that is actually about three to four months behind. Here's the other thing with VAERS is that the data reporting is actually only for people who report the first time around. So, Derry, imagine if you came to VAERS and you said, I got injured by a vaccine the very first day. Like, say that you were a healthy individual, right? And then all of a sudden, that day you had seizures. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, you go ahead and you fill that into VAERS and uh, you say, <laughs> yeah, so the, the, <laughs> it's always like that. There's a lot of times where you try to go to that website and then it loads. Yeah. And then yeah. it uh, says, you know, can't find the page. Or then there are times where it says, you know, they're... Um, uh, they're two weeks behind. Yeah, something. Um, there's something up. 
All right. Well, let's forget that for now. So, <laughs> um, so basically, so imagine you do this report, Barry, mm-hmm. and that's your first time reporting to VARES. Well, yep. first off, 85% of people who report to VARES are doctors that are reporting on behalf of their patients. So these are medical um, reports uh, that are verified and uh, authenticated um, by the doctor. The person who reports the first time around, he cannot report again, ever. Really? So if you report and you say I had a seizure, right, but then found out that five days later you actually died, well, guess what? That should go in there in the report as well. But mm-hmm. does it? Nope. That's so, crazy. Yeah, so basically it's the only initial report that you're seeing. When you go to open VARES or you go to VARES from the CDC, FDA, you know, data, you will only see the initial report. So guess how many people you think that probably are on there that had an initial damage report and then all of a sudden they died later on? You know, there's a lot of people. Yep. There's actually more injuries, permanent life, uh, basically um, debilitating injuries than there are deaths that are caused from this vaccine. So obviously... Well, right here it's saying 1,409,000. 662. So that is the amount of, what is that, overall? Reports, yeah. Is that, that's, or is that COVID? Co- uh, that's uh, the adverse events, I believe. Okay, so if you go to actual overall, almost half, more than half of those are COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll actually see that more deaths are attributed to COVID vaccines in the last, uh, actually in the first uh, two months of the year, excuse me, Derry, in the first two months mm-hmm. of the year, they were more COVID deaths than there were for all vaccines for all years for the last 30 years of the VAERS reporting system. So all it took was two months. Yeah. So, and, and like I said, we're in August right now, which is the, what is it, nine month of the year. Um, and that, that system, VAERS, is behind by at least three to four months. Uh-huh. So right now it's it says through August 13th, but sure, 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 but that's yeah. for people that have uh, submitted they have to go through I think a 6 to 8 week wait time before or 4 to 4 to 4 to 6 weeks or 6 to 8 week they mm-hmm. have to go for a time because the VAERS system has to be reviewed uh the, the the report has to be reviewed and of course too this is another thing. So imagine you reported to VAERS and you said I had a seizure. Imagine like you're in your 60s and you said I reported to VAERS I had yep. a seizure. They will literally add data to the reports. There was a guy who was uh, he's a VAERS analyst and he actually said that they, they filed he filed a report on behalf of his uncle and his uncle had uh, something happened to him I forget was a stroke or something like that and he said they added stuff to his uncle's report that said he was psychotic oh uh, why why would you do that they added stuff to his report that wasn't even on hmm. his medical history for, for from the beginning of time and they also said they also changed some words around they changed some words they dropped some words so what are they trying to do well it looks like they're obviously trying to make things look like the the person who reports is possibly crazy, crazy yep. or they're saying maybe that uh, you know their symptoms uh, were changed because they want to make it look like the vaccine wasn't possibly the cause or, or there, there was maybe another cause. Just falsifying information. Falsifying information. And yes, guess what? If you file a VAERS report falsely, it is a federal crime. You know what's interesting? Filing a false affairs report is a federal crime, but having the vaccine injure you and not being able to sue the manufacturer for no, that's liability, a crime. That's <laughs> that, a that should crime. be a crime. Yeah, that should and be you're a crime. And you're not allowed to seek compensation, especially under emergency I mean, if you if you Google side effects from any vaccine out there that's going on, it's, it's sad. Very, very sad. Any vaccine that has been given to a child or an older, you know, an older person and... 
Well, they you know, lose. They lose. It's really hard to find any information on Google either. So, like, on, spe- you gotta go to DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Duck, you go yeah. to uh, Mo, uh, was it the Mozilla or whatever? Um, uh, Mozilla. Um, no, Mozilla's Firefox. Yeah. Um, with yeah, the Mojik. Mojik. Um, there are so many places. There's that Bitshoot. Du- yeah, Bitshoot. On oh, man, I'm telling you what. Like, if you want to go and find good information, go to Bitshoot. Uh, they are probably the only, like, the last haven besides maybe, like, Rockfin. Uh, they're the last one of the last havens for uncensored information, mm-hmm. and everybody has had to go over there because this is this is what science does not do. Science does not, uh, not supposed to. It's not supposed to censor people. It's not supposed to say, I don't want to hear your side. I don't want to see your evidence. Yep. It's supposed to say, um, you know, that I want to see this. I want to be disinterested. I want to be an observer. But what they're doing right now is not science. Everybody, big tank, uh, big tech, big pharma, um, the big media—they are all censoring anybody who speaks out against this vaccine. Who who whistleblows like uh, Karen Kingston, who's whistleblowing for Pfizer. Um, she's been dropping just amazing truth. And, and as a matter of fact, um, I want to get right to that, uh, leading right into that perfectly. Um, so this is on Bitchute, and it's Dr. Kaufman and Karen Kingston. And they are discussing, um, well, let's go ahead, let's, let's go ahead and just hear this. Well, why don't you just tell us, tell the viewers what an IND is so they okay. understand. So, I mean, yeah, so normally you would finish preclinical trials and show safety and efficacy in animals, which they skipped most of in signing letters of intent, and then you file an initial new drug application with your preclinical data, and you map out what you're going to be doing for your phase one and uh, two, two trials, um, and phase three in the safety and efficacy endpoints. And phase one typically includes um, healthy patients. But this is this is uh, the phase three endpoints. Um, so in the IND, what they talked about was that they would have 44,000 patients enrolled or subjects enrolled for the phase three trial. 22,000 would be injected. 22,000 would be placebo and get saline. And they assumed a 1.6% infection rate over a period of six months, which would give them about 165 to 169 infected um, people in the placebo group. And I believe they got less, 10 or less in the uh, vaccine group. And that would give them a 95% confidence interval of reducing reducing your risk of getting infected by 1% over six months. So it's not very effective in and of itself. But what's very odd is that their primary outcome, they had 169 patients who tested positive via the PCR test one week after the second injection, who these people were not injected in the placebo group, and only nine in the injection group one week after the second injection. And what they concluded was that, hey, this is 95% effective in reducing your risk of getting um, COVID-19 by 1% for one week after the second injection from the um, Pfizer group. So it's, it's, it's bogus data. And then if you go on to the next slide, you'll see at that same one week time point, if you want to pull it up, there was um, it's the one before, before that. There's another slide. I don't know why it's not here. In the placebo group, there was something like 400 and, um, or sorry, in the placebo group, there's something like 289 people that presented with symptoms at the one week mark. And there was, I believe, 407 in the treatment group. And so what that showed was they were presenting at the same time point with COVID-19 symptoms, but gosh darn it, they didn't have enough time to test those people, even though more people were presenting with symptoms, um, in the, in the treatment group than in the placebo group. I'm not sure why that's not up, but that's in the, the phase the phase three uh, trial, the FDA trial. It's in this document here. 
So so what we're saying, what you're what you're saying here is that they kind of picked which time points they looked at after administering the vaccines to make sure that they could show that there were fewer cases. Is that it's worse, kind of it's what worse than that. it's worse than that? At one week, they decided to run the, the PCR test instead of waiting two weeks. So if you look at the CDC website, it says you don't produce monoclonal antibodies until two weeks after the second dose. OK, they tested at one week because too many people were getting sick in the treatment group. But worse than that, they had more people in the treatment group presenting with COVID-19 symptoms than in the placebo group. But they decided they ran out of time to test the people in the placebo group or sort of test the people in the treatment group. So they just tested the people in the placebo group and said, hey, look, uh, more people are getting sick in the, in the placebo group. So they, they, it's horrible what they did. Does that, does that make sense? Sorry. So, so they, they just neglected to do the testing? Yes, they just of neglected the people to test people examinations in, in the treatment group. They, just, they only tested nine of them, not all 400 of them that were sick. Wow. So basically, they just omitted the data that would have showed that more people got sick from their vaccine than got sick from any natural cause. Exactly. And this is really not surprising to any of us who have been following the devastating uh, side effects, um, mortality and serious illness that has occurred in people who have been vaccinated. So essentially what we're saying here is that Pfizer knew about this up front um, and covered it up in order to make sure that their authorization went through. So how did they uh, regulators at the FDA not pick up on these discrepancies? They, they did. They ignored it. I don't, I don't understand. The, yeah. On October 20th or 22nd of 2020, they had a meeting where they went over all of the serious adverse events that they needed to keep an eye out on for these vaccines prior to authorization. And it, it included Gill's bar, it included inflammation of the brain, inflammation of the spine, and included myocarditis, pericarditis, thrombocytopenia, thrombosis. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. They knew these things were not only harmful, but potentially lethal. And they just ignored um, these, the, the fraudulent and um, erroneous uh, analysis that was done on the data. They just chose to, you know, turn a blind eye to it. Well, there's an wow. eight hour recording. Of this. When, when, when they started asking questions about, can we go into more detail about how you measured these outcomes? They just said, nothing to see here, move on to the next page. It's recorded. Wow. So what, you know, I mean, what do you think could have been going, you know, is what's going on behind the scenes that they're just ignoring this? Are they, are they feeling pressure or are they, you know, in cahoots with the pharmaceutical industry? I mean, we certainly know there is a revolving door between, you know, various federal regulatory agencies and the industry. But, uh, you know, do you have a kind of theory on why they would just let this slide by and gloss over it the way that they did? No, I've never seen anything like this in my entire career and just historical review of of any of any over the counter or pharmaceutical or, you know, um, medical device therapy. It just this is, um, you know, when when Posicor came out, a few people got pacemakers and they recalled it. Resolute was recalled for a liver function um, test increase. You know, I mean, there's all these different recalls. Um, many drugs don't get to I mean, you need to your safety data to put a stent in your eye, um, you know, and before you can roll it out to thousands of people. And now we've injected over 150 million Americans. I think it's 164 or more, 168 now. So I, there's, no, um, there's no explanation from a person with a sound mind and conscience to explain how this happened. So, you know, I think that kind of leaves us to speculate that there is some outside influence here that's, that is very, very strong. And I know, you know, in the medical 
service delivery side of the equation, like, for example, in hospitals. Now, I've talked with doctors who have, you know, tried to speak out a little bit about what's going on, like, for example, saying that their hospitals are empty. And what happens is that the administrators of the hospital basically censure them, give them a stern talking to, because as has been reported, there are all kinds of financial incentives for the hospitals. They get paid more um, based on diagnosis, using certain procedures like ventilators, right? So there could be very similar types of bribery or reimbursement schemes going on here. But, you know, it shows that there is the ability of whoever is running the show to not just influence one person here or there, but systematically to take over the not only the industry, the 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 um, private corporations in the industry, but the the government agencies involved to essentially turn a blind eye and let the corporate interests reign supreme with respect to all products COVID. Yeah, and to, to your point, I mean, there's definitely some monetary incentives um, for all parties involved here. There's no question about that. But even being silenced, if you speak out, I mean, if people speak out, whether they're scientists or physicians or if they were on the FDA. Um, they were going to be ostracized, mocked, ridiculed, and kicked out of the industry. So there's that aspect, too, that, you know, of being shamed and, and ridiculed on top of, you know, not being able to financially make an income. So there, there's a lot of terrible influences that are going on that, um, unfortunately, people, instead of doing what was right and in good conscience, they, they did what was, um, you know, the easiest thing for them to do. Fantastic. Well... All right. So, yes. Um, and Karen Kingston is been, she's been speaking out pretty much as, as as much as she can, as many places as she can. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Kaufman, if you go on to BitChute um, and you type in uh, Dr. Kaufman and Kaufman is spelled K-A-U-F-M-A-N. And, and he's one of the most. Um, um, so eloquently spoken. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's perfect. He's extremely brilliant. Um, yeah. Matter of fact, he's very local. Yeah. He's very local. He's only three hours from here in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he had this is this is how much he is a true, um, you know, light in the storm for freedom is that he literally quit his job. He got basically kicked out of his office um, for not wearing mask. Uh, during practice, during business hours. And uh, he he did not want to uh, adhere to um, unempirical science that proves beyond a doubt that masks do not prevent infection. And in fact, if you want to go ahead and even just look at that further, think about it like this. Um, The virus is so small, if you want to go ahead and, you know, adhere to viral theory, that the virus is so small that it is, you know, like 0.3 or 0.03 nanomicrons. It's smaller than the weave of the best mask that that medical professionals wear on a daily basis okay even 3m if you go to their uh masks uh their n95 masks and you see that they actually put uh disclaimers on the sides of the boxes that say these do not stop uh the spread uh so-called of covid19 and some of them even have uh uh these cause cancer yes yes because they literally are wrapped in chemicals from 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 uh from uh you know, side to side, front to back, and also too, if you are actually test 
Um, like I did, a, a, I watched a video with Del Bigtree and his son, and he actually had his son put on a mask for a few minutes, and they did a, a, co um, a CO2 analysis to find out how much the parts per million were were under the mask. Mm -hmm. And he found out that, so the safe range is like, I think, uh, one th uh, or the, the, the high range is like 1,000 to 3,000, and like 3,000 and above is like supposed to be unsafe for, um, I could be quoting these numbers slightly wrong, but um, 3,000 and above is supposed to be like unsafe for work. And his numbers of his masks, I think he was up in the fives to seven thousands range. Mm -hmm. Anything under a thousand, and that's like normal breathing. Uh, but these people that are wearing masks and walking around them all day, anybody who's running with them or, or somebody who's in stifling heat with them and they're wearing them, especially if you're by yourself, take the freaking thing off. Oh, yeah, I've seen just quite a use bit of that. common sense. My God. Um, these masks, they stop. Uh, uh, like you know, they capture 30 to 40, sometimes 50 percent of all of the release of your body's natural, you know, um, emittance of carbon dioxide. Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen the memes, you know, the, um, the drywallers. They got the mask on, mm -hmm. and you still see the the drywall dust all up in. You know, everywhere blowing their they blow their nose, and it's still in there. Well, sure, if you're pulling uh, particulates to your mask, yeah. right? That is literally a place where you're holding on to. If you if you believe that viruses cause disease, first off, which which I don't, and I can prove that. But if you're saying that viruses do cause disease, you're saying that you're going to wear a mask, which is going to pull all of the contamination contaminants from the room that you're in to your mask. Yep, to your mask, and then they're going to stay in your mask because in, you've, in your weave yep. because you've sucked them in. You're going to hold them there. So when you go from one room to another, you're not now breathing new, clean, fresh air from the new room. You're still breathing in that old dank disgusting material particulate matter from that room previous in the room before that in the room before that and they took a they did a test with some people and they had them put um some kind of like of i don't know if it was like iridescent paint or something like that mm -hmm. some kind of a marker paint on their fingers on their hands mm -hmm. and they said let's see how many times people touch themselves without even knowing it so oh, it was yeah, like right? an, a uv paint or something like yeah. that and they found out that these people touched their masks uh, they, they covered their face basically with their, their mask with, with their prints and their hair. They were touching their hair. They were touching their clothes. They were touching every single surface pretty much that they didn't even realize they wanted to make sure it was nonchalant as possible. And they found that people touch their masks, you know, three to ten times a minute sometimes. Um, and they were saying, you know, first off, that's unsanitary. Second, if you were to actually see the amount of air that goes and blows around the side of the mask mm -hmm. that comes in and out, and then two, you can take uh, take take a simple test at home. Get somebody who smokes in your family right. uh, and take the mask. Yeah. Have them pull in a, a a pull of smoke and then put their mask on and then blow out and you'll see the mask pour uh, the smoke pour out the sides. You'll see the smoke pour out the front. Okay, anything that you can see coming out of that. That's the size of virus particulates. That's mm. the same size. The smoke material, it's the same size. Um, and there's nothing that's going to stop you from so-called getting sick by being in another room with a person who has a virus unless you have a healthy terrain of your body. Yep. Now, the deal is is that, and we've t said it time and time and time and time again, viruses don't cause disease, they detoxify disease. So whether you believe that you can catch something from somebody else, that's irregardless of the fact of what is the health of your body. You are not responsible for anybody else's health. You are responsible for cleaning your body, eating the right foods, drinking the clean, the, the right water that's clean, exposing yourself to the right things, not chemical contaminants. And, and I'll just give you a test, Derry. I'll say this. So what do you think is healthier? Do you think eating an organic 
raw foods diet is healthier or do you think eating a processed foods diet that's loaded with cooked foods and chemicals, uh, contaminants, GMOs is healthier? Which one do you think is healthier? Obviously the raw Okay, organic. So, so the organic foods at least, Yeah. right? So uh, what's another healthier thing? If I were to say to you, Derry, I want you to breathe free air, uh, excuse me, I want you to breathe air, or I want yeah. to you to put a mask on your face, and then I want you to breathe. I'd rather get fresh air. We'd rather get fresh air, which that's one you'd think would be healthier, right? Yes. Do you think your terrain of your body would be healthier because of that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. Okay, so here's another one for you. I want you to uh, inject yourself with, um, let me uh, say, like some organic um, um, materials uh, like uh, some vitamin C or something yeah, like that yeah. or I want uh, or let me ask you would I inject you what's healthier would I inject you with that vitamin C or would I inject you with chemical synthetic uh, formulation of uh, polyethylene glycol and aluminum and I mercury hate, I hate and, to and, say it's a, it's a no brainer <laughs> yeah you, so vitamin C would be would uh, you know just one single ingredient would maybe yeah. would be healthier even if you were to say that that's not possibly as healthy but uh, so um, uh, if I asked you, Derry, um, what else, what else is ridiculous that they do? Okay. So if I asked you, Derry, I want you to sanitize your hands with uh, essential oils, mm-hmm. or I want you to sanitize your hands with synthetic chemicals that are made with, uh, propylene glycol and alcohol, yeah. um, and, and maybe some synthetic, uh, fragrances, which one's healthier? No, obviously the essential oils. The essential oils. Okay. So, um, if I were to say to you, Derry, that I want you to brush your teeth with, um, maybe some baking soda with some essential oils in it or i want you to brush your teeth with a conglomerate of maybe 30 or 40 chemicals that are so toxic that you'd have to call poison control if you swallowed which one is healthier <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah the first one would be yeah healthier, right? obviously yes so um that that's just common sense stuff right yep so if i said to you that I'm going to walk into a place and they're telling me that uh i have to wear a mask to be healthy, okay, or to protect everybody else around me, when I know in fact that it's the terrain of my body that governs disease, do you think maybe that I could make that own choice for myself, what's healthy for me? You should be able to. Yes. So if I were to walk into a place and they were to say, no, you have to wear a mask for the health of everybody else. I just gave you a bunch of examples of things that you personally could choose to make mm-hmm. on your yeah. own for your own health. Now, can I choose all those other things for every They're, other person? No, no. They, they have to choose all those things for yeah. themselves. So how on earth can me wearing a, a mask that doesn't block a effing thing, how am I supposed to say that that is going to protect everybody else in the room from yeah. their health? When in fact... We just proved they just did the they just did that Pfizer study. They said that with a an infection rate of 1.6 percent, that was the common infection rate for 44,000 people. Uh, there was an infection rate of 1.6 percent normally mm-hmm. in the group. That's how slow it takes. That's how that's how long it takes for for these so-called viruses to be spread from person to person. If you were to believe that, mm-hmm. um, it's so unbelievably slow that obviously it doesn't seem like a good natural tr- uh, means of transportation. So to me, it makes more sense that 1.6 percent of those people in that group are randomly getting sick at random times because they poison themselves with random materials, and they are the ones who are, and of course studies will prove this, making themselves toxic. Mm-hmm. Therefore their body is excreting exosomal particulate materials. I mean, I'm using myself as an example some days. Like um, this summer, (laughs) I've been cooking, cooking up a storm, doing my thing, you know, chefing it up and just uh, putting, I mean, to be honest with you, I know what ingredients go in my recipes. I know what I'm feeding everybody. I know what I'm feeding myself. 
I know how much salt or whatever is in my stuff. I'm using tops uh, three to four ingredients when I make my organic um, my organic juice, my Garden Greens Organics uh, drink. There's 23 ingredients, all raw from raw state and organic clean eating. Now I haven't been doing my juice. I haven't been eating healthy the way I was. I've been, you know, a poutine, you know, stuff like that. And so I'm starting to figure out, I'm like, okay, now it's time to get back on my diet because God forbid, you know, that I get a cold and, uh, that's against the law now. Yeah. Basically (laughs) they'll blow their minds. Yeah. Oh Uh, my God. You have a cold and a sniffle. Oh my God. You have the flu. Um, you can't even cough in front of anybody without getting the old stink eye, you know? It just, uh, but I'm waiting. I, I'm not waiting. I'm, I'm thinking about my health, so yeah. I'm starting to think. Okay, I'm getting ready to go back to work, and just, you know, there's germs everywhere from kids. Yeah, and uh, it's just, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> and uh, I get going, and you're going back to school with all the kids who are germ. You know, I mean, they're kids. You know, they have runny noses. They they get colds like everybody else mm. and they're in the school and we're all gonna get sick i work with dishes so there's saliva's on it you know supposedly that transfers but you're only as healthy as your body allows you to be yeah and you have uh things that uh, are in that saliva that are poisonous materials that people excrete from their mouths mm-hmm. that there are certain considerations for things that could transfer from one person to the other and that's things like bacteria so that those things are alive viruses are not alive they are not alive at any point in time they have no respiration they have no nucleus they have no um uh, cytosol they have no organelles of any kind they are not something that i can pass from me to say somebody else and get them sick with the same exact thing that I have. And matter of fact, again, Koch's postulates, again, have never, ever, ever been proven. Not Rivers postulates, not not Hill's postulates. And there are tons of studies that say they have, but if you actually look at the studies and you find out not the abstract, which is basically just the overall analysis of the study, if you actually look at the methodology uh, of this study, you'll find that they haven't actually proved, typically even number one, number two, number three, of Koch's postulates, which state that I have to take, uh, you know, a, a bacteria or virus, particularly a virus in mm-hmm. this case, viral uh, Koch's postulates. I'm not taking that from a sick person, isolated it. They haven't done that ever, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've never done that. Then I have to uh, take that virus and inject it into a healthy person. I have to make them sick with the same exact symptoms of the person that I took the, the virus from in the first place. And then I have to re-isolate that virus from that now sick person who was previously healthy. If at any point in time, that they were to say, okay, let's take a a hundred COVID positive people and let's stick them in a room with a hundred healthy people and let's expose those 100 healthy people to those 100 COVID-19 people, you would find out that either zero or maybe one or two people would get sick from exposure and they would do things like cough in their faces, uh, the sick people to the healthy people, they would cough in their faces, you would take the sputum and inject it into the healthy people or blood, which they've done over and over and over again with polio, with uh, uh, Hong Kong flu, um, with uh, smallpox. They've never once been able to transfer uh, so pretty Spanish flu was the best one. They've never been able to transfer viral particulate material to uh, one person to another, or, or excuse me, uh, any type of excretions from one person to another, and say 100% of the time, 
or even hell, even 50% of the time, not even 20, not even 10, not even 5% of the time have they ever been able to make the healthy person sick. So if you go into a school dairy and you're surrounded by 25 kids and they've got three different, 10 different, 20 different types of colds and flus, how yeah. come you don't get three to 20 different types of colds or flus at all times when they're sick? You should be sick if, yeah. the, if the germ theory were mm -hmm. accurate, if the germ theory were true. Like I rarely get sick, rarely. I mean, um, I might get a cold, yeah. you know, just because I'm... I run out with no jacket. Nine or, years, no colds, no flus. Nine uh -huh. years. I was I was surrounded going, by thousands of people who have been sick and cold. I was going for I think like almost three or four years mm -hmm. without well, before I started to poison myself with alcohol and right, and that's bad the terrain stuff. of the body. Yeah, and then I'm changing my terrain. So who's responsible for your health? My, myself. Yeah, you 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 did the things that yep. were making your health good, and then you did the things that make your make your health bad. Yeah. Um, at no point in time did somebody introduce something to you that then all of a sudden changed your health. I mean, unless they gave you some drugs or yeah, some alcohol yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. At no point in time did they introduce you to a new virus, a new particular material. You know, that's like saying that I go to, um, you know, look at the, some animals in the ocean, and I find out that they're get they're all getting sick. I'm not going to go and look for a virus to find out why they're sick. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for something that somebody maybe dumped in the ocean or yeah. some poisons or some environmental toxins yep. to find out why they're sick. I'm not ever probably hopefully going to postulate that a virus is the reason why they're sick. Um, this is never going to stop you guys. This is never going to stop unless you stand up, you start doing research. Uh, I, I've been doing, you know, this uh, information reporting for the last, you know, 18 months on COVID. I can't get away from the topic because they're not getting away from the topic. I know. That's, I hate uh, I, it that I, I have to keep yeah. doing it. I, I know. I know I'm, you I'm, do too. Yeah, I'm like, it I'm enough. Like, I don't even talk about the news anymore. <clears throat> I mean, I had, a, you know, I try to stick with entertainment news because that's... Well, it's yeah, just basics, it, you yeah, know, shelf yeah. level, you know, uh, surface level stuff. But and uh, I'm just so sick of um, reporting on COVID and telling everybody be safe or or you know we whatever. We can save it for for this time right here. Yeah, you know, yeah. We'll talk the hundred percent truth and. This is not going to stop until you take off the freaking mask. It doesn't matter if you think cases are going up. Okay, this whole thing with the PCR tests, all they've done again is put the cycle amplifications up again. They have not isolated the Delta variant, not the way they've said. They've done genomic sequencing. They started this off with an in silico sequencing, which means they created it on a computer screen. Um, they haven't had anybody who they've actually tested for the Delta variant and then said, let's see if this is really more transmissible mm -hmm. by exposing you to so many other people and seeing how many people they get, they get sick. They haven't done that. They haven't done that with COVID. Um, I just... It's so frustrating that yeah. you're seeing that, like, yeah, you know, places around here, I saw, you know, the masks. Oh, cases are going up. Mm -hmm. Mask mandates are back in effect. Oh, my God. Shut the hell I'm up. I'm just Seriously, like, I'm like, give please. it a break already. Now I'm starting to see the sign the mask mandates up everywhere. I'm if like, we would have stood up and nobody would have put on masks in the first place, this would have been done in weeks. And, of course, if you want to argue that, oh, well, they did this because they wanted to stave off all of the people that were going to be running to the hospitals and all of the deaths. Well, in a year and a half, regardless of all the cases that are going on, all the cases, all of the deaths, hospitals have been cutting back their staff by 30 to 40 percent all over the place. And guess what? From 2020 to 2019 to 2018 to 2017, there is, there is zero difference in deaths among 2020, 2019, 20. And in fact, matter of fact, there were less people. Uh, that were basically, well, I shouldn't say that probably. I should say that basically the, the death rates were exactly the same from, from 2020 to 2019 to 2018. There were no changes in deaths. Um, and, and, of course, too, the, the amount of people they contributed to COVID 
uh, if, if, you know, like I said, if I have 10 people in the room and one actually tested positive for COVID, but nine other people died with a runny nose or even were suspected, I can change that report to say whatever I want because there's no autopsy done afterwards. Mm -hmm. So one person can drown, one person can die by suicide, but because they died with COVID, they make it count as if they died of COVID. Uh, That has been a manipulation that started back in March Yeah, we've been been talking about it for almost a year now, about all the bull crap. (laughs) Well, more than that even probably. Well, me and you have been doing this since November. Yeah, November, Um, almost a year. So lastly, I got one last video I want to play. Yeah, we are going to cut it short, and I'm hoping that we can go every week for an hour. I would rather Um, do that. I'm putting you on the spot live on here. Let's let's play this real quick, and we will figure some things out. All right. Um, so this is about the Delta variant, and uh, this is Dr. Kaufman again speaking. And of course, there are many other people who can talk about this too, but Dr. Kaufman is one of the best on this. And uh, um, also to uh, uh, Tom Cowan, Dr. Tom Cowan, and they are very good right now at exposing what's going on. But I'm gonna I want you to hear about this with the Delta variant real quick. So here we go. I'm going to cover the. Uh oh, what happened? Uh-oh. Uh oh. I got a buffer. Hm. I'll try this one more time. I'm on Wi-Fi. Yeah. Gotta be kidding me. Hold uh, on a second. Let me let me try reloading this. All right. One second here. Bear with. Do do do. It happens. Okay. Yeah, still getting a buffer. Hmm. Um. Let's just uh, see one more second here. This is going to load. Why is this doing this? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. I don't I've had no problems at any other point in time. Um, They're on to us. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe. Come on. Well, so basically, uh, it's so frustrating because what he goes on to explain basically yeah. is that the Delta variant, um, it happened in, in that that they basically diagnosed it, so-called, in people that mm. had. Uh, 80% of them were uh, 80% of the vaccinated. Here you go. I'm going to try it out. Yeah. 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 All you got to do is just hit play once that screen pops open. Um, so basically, uh, they're looking at the people that are getting the so-called Delta variant are all vaccinated for the most part. Um, and then, of course, all of the breakthrough COVID cases for people who have already had COVID and then get vaccinated and then uh, test positive again, they're, they're again, they're all vaccinated. So... You got it? <laughs> no. That's forget it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So there's another th- try it again though. There's another thing with viral isolation. Try iso- it one last time because I do want to hear it. Okay, yeah, there's another thing with viral isolation. Um I'm gonna cu- here we go. Here we go. Um Yeah, it's just buffering, <laughs> dude. I don't know why. I don't know why. Alright, whatever. Um, so another thing with viral isolation is that when they do so called viral isolation, what they do first off is they pull your mucus, right? Mm-hmm. They're supposed to do a density, a density gradient centrifuge, which means they're supposed to spin the mucus, right? Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is they're trying to uh, basically separate the layers of, uh, you know, from most dense to less dense, and they're trying to get the smallest particulate material to go to, um, you know, I think it would be the uh, the, the bottom, um, and then they want to pull out that band of material, mm-hmm. uh, pipetta out, and then say, let's see if we can find viruses in that material. The very first problem you run into right there is after you pull the mucus and you put it in the centrifuge and you spin the crap out of it extremely, extremely fast, you end up ripping the cells apart. 
So when you do that, you end up exposing. So so imagine if I had your mucus and I looked at it and I said, here's, mm -hmm. look at, there's white blood cells in here. There's red blood cells in here. There's bacteria in here. There's viruses in here. There's uh, fungi in here. There's, uh, you know, d dead cells of every kind, right? right? Oh, also too material you've been breathing in from other people. Yeah, right. So that is all ripped apart when you do that centrifuge. So how are you at any point supposed to be able to say, I found the, uh, the uh, genomic profile from a virus in a soup full of other genomic material that's all been sloshed together like potatoes, you yeah, know, yeah. like soup. So at no point have they ever isolated this virus, first off. At no point have they ever isolated this virus and then taken it and then put it into a, a healthy person and made them sick with the same exact symptoms of the person that they pulled it from in the first place. We got this in, We got this sequencing from China, okay? So that's just the first thing that I need to say. So made in China, right? <laughs> so they got the sequencing. Isn't everything? Yeah, they got the sequencing from uh, Chinese uh, scientists. So we have to trust that they gave us the data uh, correctly. And then when we did the data, we took it and then I don't know how, but this is the same exact thing that happens in all virology across the world. They take that, they take that mucus, they centrifuge it, right? And then what they do is they put it into a petri dish, and then they add in before they even try to isolate the virus from that material, that mucus material. Mm -hmm. They add in bovine fetal serum, they add in kidney monkey tissue, they add in antibiotics. Now, why do they add in all that stuff? Well, they need a medium of food to feed the cells, and then they need to have antibiotics to be able to basically inflame or create a, a, cyto, um, a cytotoxic reaction um, in the cells, particularly the kidney cells. They need to give the bovine serum to feed it, and they need to give the antibiotics to induce uh, cytotoxic reactions in the cells. Uh, so that way, the antibiotics, essentially, they are nephrotoxic, nephro meaning kidneys. Mm -hmm. They are nephrotoxic antibiotics, and they cause, guess what, exosomal secretion or AKA viral secretion. So the antibiotics cause viral secretion. Now, the mucus that they used to try to say, this is what they do with the viral culture. This is what, this was uh, made by John Enders. Uh, they try to uh, basically induce viral excretion to cover up the fact that the mucus that they put in this soup never actually induced exosomal excretion in the first place because if I were just to take kidney cells monkey kidney cells and I were to introduce them to the mucus I pulled from some person they would never actually induce viral detox uh, viral release from those kidney cells you would have to you have to feed it bovine serum and you have to put in the antibiotics this is how they do all viral um, so-called uh, isolation now what they do afterwards is they say look see we interpreted this data and we found out that this mucus that they'd never isolated anything from uh, in it. They never, they, they said, we found this mucus causes viral excretion and it must be pathogenic because we introduced this into the Petri dish and it caused those cells to release viruses. See, the virus went into the cell, it multiplied and then it released back out into the, into the, cell, into the cell material. Not possible. It doesn't happen that way. And to say that any viral isolation does happen that way, and to look at the actual reports and to say they've isolated anything, you will find out that they all do this method. You will find out that they all do this viral culture method. They contaminate the mix from the beginning. It's like saying I'm going to take uh, coffee, and I'm going to take green tea and black tea, and I'm going to take white tea, and I'm going to mix it with some yohimbe, and I'm going to mix them all together. And then I'm going to say, I'm going to give this to dairy and I'm going to see if it causes, I'm going to see, I'm going to try to prove if caffeine causes high blood pressure. Yeah. yeah. That's like saying, 
that's like that you can't do that you have to isolate the caffeine and then give him the caffeine by itself and you have to you have to say so if you want to claim caffeine from coffee causes high blood pressure yeah. you have to make it take it from coffee only never mix it with anything mm-hmm. else you have to isolate that caffeine and then you have to give it to him and prove that now of course that's not how things work in nature. I had actually give him the coffee, which has caffeine in it, and that could cause high blood pressure. So, so the test is irrelevant anyway. Just to go ahead and say that caffeine could cause high blood pressure uh, from coffee, that test is irrelevant anyway because we don't know how caffeine acts when it's inside of coffee and you give it to a person. So we have no idea how mucus acts when it's got a virus yeah. particulate material in it. Well, actually, we do. Uh, and you were to excrete it and it blow your nose and say uh, it landed on somebody else's uh, you know, nose or something like that and they breathed it in, does that person get sick? They need to get sick 100 times out of 100, and they do not. They do not at all, and usually it's zero out of 100. Mm-hmm. It's zero out of 100 times. The Spanish flu they did, they proved a zero out of 100 times. They did it with horses. They did it with people. Um, the other thing about the COVID virus is that they're saying, you know, animals are reservoirs. So we're going to have to so-called supposedly deal with this for the rest of I don't know how long, you know, yeah. until they say mm-hmm. that until they say that the uh, virus mutates in an animal, we're going to have to deal with it then. And then, of course, too, we've got all these variants, 40,000 plus variants. And then how many boosters you're going to need? Right. This isn't going to end, you guys. You've got to stand up. You just have to stand up. Yeah, I know that I pretty much would. the most people that are listening to this show already feel that way. Yeah. Or else you've already turned off this, you know, you've already turned off the radio right now already if you, if you didn't agree with this. Yeah. Uh, yep. Or at least want to hear what we're, we're trying to say. Oh, here. no. Uh, the people that don't want to hear it will listen longer. Well, um, they, you know, they just, the people that don't like to listen to us will listen longer. If, if you want to <laughs> go ahead and just. Go ahead. I'll verify what I'm saying here uh, from cited resources. So uh, there's books. Uh, I know. You might have to read something. <laughs> so for the people who don't want to listen, who are listening, yeah. I don't understand that. But if they did, uh, I personally, if I hate something, I turn it off. But mm-hmm. uh, Invisible Rainbow, that's one book. Read The Invisible Rainbow. Yep. Okay? Very, very informative. It's unbelievably well cited. It's got a, probably 150 I mean, if paces. you know me and I read the book <laughs> and I'm actually reading. Mm-hmm. That's got to wake it you up. It is a minor miracle that yeah. Barry's reading. <laughs> yeah. so. um, but you have to look at that cited information and find out. It all comes from verified CDC and FDA and, mm-hmm. well, uh, more or less a lot of this research is older research, so it's even before then. But this stuff is done by unbelievably eminent imperial empiricists, people who really, truly practice disinterested medicine. Yep. If you're not allowed to question what's going on right now, that's not science. Science is never settled. Okay, the, the, the bull crap saying that they're going around with, that science is settled, it's not, and it never will be. The whole point of science is to keep investigating. It's all about open-minded inquiry. All right. Ask questions, man. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. That's how you find out the truth. You ask questions, you dig, you research. I mean, I have been reading, <laughs> which is, like I said, like he said, a miracle, because uh, I'm more of a music listener and... I was stuck on TV just like everybody else. I was watching the news. Anxiety ramped up, you know, and I was just like everybody else. And then I started to read and figure things out. And open my mind is more open now than it has ever been before. Um, uh, less cloudiness. And, well, the barley and hops is good that it's gone out of there. <laughs> hmm. But, uh, you know, um, I am seeing more clearly and reading and being more knowledgeable because I don't want to come off as, well, an uneducated person when we speak about this stuff. And sometimes 
it goes over my head. <laughs> I'm not going to lie because uh, there's a lot of stuff that I do not know that Andrew's here, a, just a <laughs> just a knowledge. He's just full of it, <laughs> full of all kinds of knowledge, and I'm learning so much from him. So he does all kinds of reading and turns, you know, brings um, stuff to my my um, view, and I check it out, or I read, or you send me uh, mm -hmm. videos and clips, and yeah. I check it out, and I'm just like, man, just there, can't believe some of this. There's so much documented research that is suppressed and buried, and there's a purpose for it, and it's about money, and that's basically yeah. one of the biggest things. It's firstly about money. Second, it's maybe maybe first it's about power and control, but second, it's about money, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, the love of money, it's the root of evil. So these books that we talk about, say The Invisible Rainbow, Goodbye Germ Theory, uh, a book called What Really Makes You Ill. That's a thousand-page book full of full of unbelievable research. If you were to start with any book besides Invisible Rainbow, I would say start with What Really Makes You Ill. And if you want to get the disillusions out of the mm -hmm. way, if you want to see cited research, that's, this book is unbelievably well-documented. Um, there's going to be something bad and something... Um, basically uh so-called debunking every single mm -hmm. thing that i'm saying there's going to be something debunking every single thing that every preeminent doctor and uh you know um researcher scientist that's coming out with that's proving covid is nothing but a a fabricated uh propagandemic, you know, plandemic, mm -hmm. scamdemic, whatever. It's a testemic. There's going to be somebody who's going to say something against, and it's guess what who it typically is. It's Reuters. It's, um, you know, who else is the fact checkers out there? Oh, um, you know, so uh, <laughs> basically these people, um, they are they are purposely doing this to say that, yes, the vaccine's safe and effective. Yes, yeah. the virus causes the disease. I mean, how... How bad is it when they're offering you a hundred dollars to get the vaccine? Well, when media, when modern, uh, excuse me, when uh, when mainstream media, after eighteen months, hasn't once asked, "Hey, is there something else that we could be doing?" Right. In eighteen there's months, so much there's news nothing out there. else that they could be saying that we could be doing. Like, is there any type of natural cures? Are there any type mm -hmm. of? Uh, is, is there any doctors out there who have tried other experimental treatments before? A year before we had a vaccine yeah, right. for the whole entire year. How how are they? And of course, there are. There's uh, modern medicine doctors all across the country and all across the world mm -hmm. who are using. You know, uh, I don't endorse it, but they were using hydroxychloroquine, and they had almost a hundred percent success rate in healing people. Um, there were people who were using, uh, you know, uh, ivermectin. Of course, I again, I don't agree. With that. I, I have natural methods that are 100 percent effective. If you but, eat right and put the right stuff <laughs> in, we can't stress this enough. Yeah, uh, it's it's something that is. It's just. I mean, I that's what got me on the road to to you guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I you started, took responsibility of your own health. Yeah, exactly. And did started the juicing and everything, change. and everything just kind of started to follow where I should go and push me in the right direction. Right. You know, the creator has put people and stuff in front of me for me to either learn or to find out the truth on. Right. And that's why we're here. Yeah, when we talked about cymatics in other shows about how, you know, uh, vibrational frequency attracts, you know, and uh, what happened with me where being censored off of, you know, CKON uh, for speaking something that I've been speaking on for four years on that show. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden now it's no longer okay to speak on. And then, you know, now, of course, driving around here, you see billboards for vaccines. Go get vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Go get this. First off, that's to, to, to advertise a method of uh, so-called immunity and not to go ahead and ever say eat organic and and have a billboard right next to it yep. take care of your own health 
they they want to make you feel and dupe you into yep. feeling guilty that you could make our somebody mutual else friend sick. says it. You take half of that money that they've been advertising this vaccine, right. and promote a healthy lifestyle or fresh food. Advertise that, or a place like say like every single day you're on the reservation yep. here. You go to a co-op farmers market. And yeah. you have farmers from all over the place. They're encouraging organic foods. They're encouraging people mm-hmm. to have a juice bar and to open up shops and businesses like Dairy's mm-hmm. done yeah. that are places where you can eat organic and raw foods. Matter of fact, if you want to talk about that lit tea for a minute, <laughs> I know you've been fucking <laughs> me to talk about that. Yes, I do. Do you wanna... have the ingredients list? Um, no, I do not have the ingredients list for the lit tea. But let's take a minute. Just switch over the tape? Yeah, let me flip over the tape. <laughs> All right, give us a second here. Guys. Yeah, Bear just, with us. Yeah, just give me a sec here. Um, of course, um, I'm right where Andrew is with the technology, and hopefully it don't buffer. So, But we will. I'm just looking for a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Matter of fact, while you're doing that, Derry, I'll read this real quick. Okay, go um, ahead. So uh, there's a book that I have in front of me, and uh, while Derry's doing that, just tell me when to pause, Derry. Yep. Um, so... Beauchamp or Pasteur, it's a lost chapter in the history of biology. And this all starts with, with Beauchamp and Pasteur. Of course, Pasteur being the guy who pushed you know, the germ theory. Um, and the book, um, it's a treasure trove of quotable excerpts uh, to reinvigorate science. Just a quick word from our sponsors. And back with us is Andrew. Yes, the Beauchamp or Pasteur book. Now, this book, if you really are like to be technically inclined or trying to challenge yourself to learn new things... Um, this book will show you the basis of the start of Pastor's plagiarism um, and basically how he had stolen a lot of Beauchamp's work, reoriented uh, it to his own understanding, and then basically spewed it back out, claimed it at his own, without giving credit to Beauchamp, who Antoine Beauchamp was an unbelievably brilliant doctor and scientist and researcher. So uh, here's some people that quoted from the Beauchamp or Pastor book. And uh, here's Rudolf Virchow. So he says, If I could live my life over again, I would devote it to proving that germs seek their natural habitat, diseased tissue, rather than being the cause of the diseased tissue. And I've talked about Virchow before, and Virchow's the one that figured out that raw foods don't cause an immune response, whereas cooked foods and processed foods do. Um, And he called this digestive leukocytosis. So another one, Antoine Beauchamp, of course. Nothing is lost. Nothing is created. All is transformed. Nothing is the prey of death. All is the prey of life. Uh, And this is Florence Nightingale. She's the most famous nurse that probably ever lived. She Mm -hmm. was the one that really gave um, eminence to, uh, you know, modern nursing. Uh, So here she says, The specific disease doctrine is the grand refuge of weak, uncultured, unstable minds, such as now rule in the medical profession. There are no specific diseases. There are specific disease conditions. So she found out, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to read one of her quotes. She found out that if you have a dirty, you know, uh, environment, especially around you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have the windows open. You're in the house and you're breathing fetid air with chemicals in your environment, and you're you got your Glade plug-in freshener, and you got your Wi-Fi on, and you got, uh, you know, um, kids screaming, and you're stressed out, and you're toxic, and you're exposing yourself to, you know, Clorox cleanup wipes, you know, the seven, eight, ten times a day. Um, you're poisoning yourself. You're eating processed foods. You're going on the run. You're going to be sick. That is the disease condition, okay? That is the condition that causes these disease, yep. diseases. Um, so here is world-famous English nurse Florence Nightingale. She published 
an attack on the idea of germ theory in 1860, over 17 years before Pasteur adopted it and claimed it as his own. As his own. So she said, diseases are not individuals arranged in, arranged in classes like cats and dogs, but conditions growing out of one another. It is not living in a continual mistake to look upon disease as we do now. Excuse me, is it not? living in a continual mistake to look upon diseases as we do now, as separate entities which must exist, like cats and dogs, instead of looking upon them as conditions, like a dirty and clean condition, and just as much under our control, or rather as the reactions of kindly nature against the conditions in which we have placed ourselves. I, brought, I was brought up to believe that smallpox, for instance, was a thing of which there was once a first specimen in the world which went on propagating itself in a personal chain of descent, just as there was a first dog or a first pair of dogs, and that smallpox would not begin itself any more than a new dog would begin without there having been a parent dog. Since then, I have seen with my own eyes and smelled with my own nose smallpox literally growing up in first specimens, either in closed rooms or in overcrowded wards, where it could not by any possibility have been caught, but must have begun. I have seen diseases begin, grow up, and turn into one another. Now dogs do not turn into cats. I have seen, for instance, with a little overcrowding, continued fever grow, and with a little more, typhoid fever, and with a little more, typhus, and all in the same ward or hut. Would it not be far better, truer, and more practical if we looked upon disease in this light? For diseases, as all experiences show, are adjectives, not noun substantives. True nursing ignores infection except to prevent it. Cleanliness and fresh air from open windows with unremitting attention to the patient are the only defense a true nurse either asks or need. Wise and humane management of the patient is the best safeguard against defection. The greater part of nursing consists of preserving cleanliness. The specific disease doctrine is the grand refuge of weak, uncultured, unstable minds such as now rule in the medical profession. And again, she says, there are no specific diseases, there are only specific disease conditions. And what she's saying there is exactly what we've been talking about with pleomorphism. Um, I don't think I've covered pleomorphism as much on the radio mm -hmm. as I have in my classes, because yep. in my classes I've been really going hard into pleomorphism, which I think my classes are pretty much done for the year anyway. But um, pleomorphism, pleo uh, meaning more or many, and ch uh, morph meaning uh, uh, change or I, its shape is really so. So more more shapes or many changes. I like to say many changes. Um, so pleomorphism is essentially something that if you were to actually look at a bacteria under the microscope, you could find out that it had its origins yep. in what's called a somatid. Mm -hmm. This is an inactive material. It is literally indestructible. It's so small. It's 0.01 nanomic. It's 0.01 microns. It's so small that it's basically, uh, it's no. It's what's known as angstrom small. It's mm -hmm. so sm angstroms are basically, I think, one trillionth of a, uh, a meter. So, um, so basically, this is one tenth of one trillionth of a meter. How small, how small these somatids are, and you can't cut them with a knife. You can't divide them. They are indestructible with re nuclear radiation. You can't kill them with uh, hot temperatures. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't freeze them. You can't put them in a vacuum and kill them. You can't suffocate them. They will literally live forever. They are, uh, which Antoine Beauchamp found out, and also to um, a guy named Dr. Gunther Enderlein, who uh, basically came up with dark field diagnostics. 
when he was examining native blood, he found that these little somatids, these indestructible materials, were the makeup and basis of all living material, and he found them in the blood. Now, no, most microscopes in the world can't see this small. So this is why, so when somebody comes to you, uh, excuse me, when a doctor comes to you and they, they're looking at your blood, they can't see these somatids change shape right in front of their eyes like Dr. Gunder, uh, Dr. Uh, Enderline saw. Dr. Enderline had a dark field microscope that could see so small, he could literally watch as the blood was changed. Say somebody was eating uh, cooked foods and processed foods, he could watch them, their blood, change and cause these somatids to literally prop, uh, propagate and... Um, build upon themselves, get bigger and bigger and bigger to adapt themselves mm -hmm. to the environment which was being poisoned. So he watched them turn. This is the craziest thing. He watched them turn from one bacteria into another, into another, into another. And he saw different diseases that modern medicine diagnoses as one or one thing like or another, like say like uh, that's tuberculosis, that's um, polio, that's, uh, you know, um, smallpox. He watched it under the microscope change from one disease to another, literally right in front of his that's eyes. That's crazy. It's called pleomorphism, of course. Mm -hmm. Monomorphism is what modern medicine adapts. So what modern medicine calls one disease in one specific disease condition, yep. just like Florence Nightingale said, it's not about the specific disease. It's about the conditions that caused the disease. So he saw that if you were to be patient enough and watch this blood change over years even, you could watch these somatids change from bacteria to fungus. You could literally watch them change in a different fungi. So he saw that there were different types of uh, so-called positions and, and shapes and changes that these somatids would turn themselves into, depending on the condition of where they were hosting themselves. Say the somatids were in your lymphatic system. Mm -hmm. They would be one disease uh, or one fungi, what we would call a disease process. Um, then he would see them in the blood, and they would be a different fungi. So there's this book in front of me here. And, Derry, I'm going to open this up, and I'm going to show you. Look at that nasty stuff in the blood there. Okay, what you're seeing, those little circles, those are red blood cells. And what you're mm -hmm. seeing right there, these are gigantic fibrous thalluses. These are massive piles of accumulated, dead, decrepit, decaying material that somebody ate and poisoned themselves with. And the somatids gathered all of that material up. They're called microzyma mm -hmm. by uh, Antoine Beauchamp. Uh, micro meaning small, zyme meaning uh, basically like an enzyme, like eaters, like changes. Yeah. Um, so he saw that these materials were accumulating this dead, decrepit material and saving these little red blood cells that are all floating around from being poisoned. And also, too, he found out that if these poisonous materials kept coming into the body, these fungi conditions would grow and grow and grow until the point to where they started eliciting symptoms. Mm -hmm. Right? So you start getting boils on your skin. You start getting acne. Yep. You start getting constipation. You start getting cancers, uh, autoimmune disorders. Every single bit of the disease condition is governed by these little guys doing or, or, or attempting to do their job. So if um, he were to see somebody start to change their diet, he would see the somatidian cell cycle. Matter of fact, go ahead and type this in, um, somatidian cell cycle. Uh, and uh, you go onto pictures on, on Google there. Say it again. Somatidian, S-O-A, excuse me, S-O-M-A-T-I-D-I-A-N. And then cell cycle. So um, anybody on at home, go ahead and type this in and go on to images onto Google, and you will... Well, you probably typed it wrong. <laughs> 
All kinds of problems with our you technology used fingers, today. Use two hands. Somatidian. S O A. Excuse me. S O M A. T I D. Yeah. I A N. Yep. Uh, cell cycle. Cycle. And um, you go ahead and find that on pictures. Um, Man, I'm just not <laughs> with it. Today. All right. Um, so basically, what happens is is that there's a cell cycle that starts from the uh, somatid and it goes all the way through. It goes from single rod bacteria to double rod bacteria. It goes from uh, what's called bacteria to bacteriophages, and then you can even go up to the point to where you get to cancer cells. So you go from these bacteria to these double rods and then to these fungi, uh, which are less complex to more complex. But when you change that diet and when you change the, the contaminants, you return that cell cycle back to its original origins. You actually reverse the cell cycle. So um, basically, you are literally at the whim of your environment. Mm. And the whim of the environment is yeah. controlled almost exclusively by you. If you choose to put bad foods in your body, don't be surprised over the years when you start feeling sick and you have symptoms or have autoimmune disorders and uh, maybe have cancer or you have uh, you know, a heart attack. There's not a surprise to be involved with that, not to somebody yeah. who has knowledge. This is the whole point of the show is to, to, to garner knowledge. Um, there's books out there that teach you how to eat more raw and organic foods. That's what I do for people. Uh, matter of fact, you got to opportunity tomorrow and a house call tomorrow to get somebody who i've never met before third parties you know not usually mm -hmm. what i like to do but i have lots of friends who refer me out to people yeah um and you know this person is toxic to the point to where they are not even sweating anymore uh oh, they are man. mineral imbalanced their adrenals are deficient their spleen is not Damn. uh vaso well they're they're not vasodilating their blood vessels properly enough um you know they're feeling like they're at one-third strength uh this person mm -hmm. runs a construction business mm -hmm. you know there's types of scenarios that the person unfortunately is on the go and they eat all the quick foods oh yeah because I, it's easy I know to do how, yep and there's a lot of people out there that do it and you can get away with it when you're younger but, but when you get older like being one of my favorite sayings that bing says is you when you're younger you can do what you want but when you're older you have to play by the rules yeah you know yep. what i mean and and the rules are who who made the rules you know uh yeah. nature makes the rules god makes the rules that you have to feed the things that god made or nature made you cannot feed the body things that man made just like you cannot expect to inject man-made uh, materials into your bloodstream, excuse me, into your uh, muscle tissue, and expect your body to become immune now to the poisons that you just injected or to not have symptoms and then become immune to a so called virus that doesn't cause a disease but yeah. is a symptom of. So there's no way that, um, you know, a person who is younger and gets away with all this stuff will ever get away with it when they're older. Or either that, you'll have effects later on from. I mean, like me. Well, you um, can have residual things, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, you but, know, I um, mean, you live fast, you live the way you want when you're younger, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're going to pay for it later. But. Yeah, I mean, you could cut short 10 years worth of life yeah. just by one year of partying. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're not able to make that up on the other end, like uh, say when you're 30 or so and you start eating more raw and organic, like I've done that. Like cleaning, I, your, cleaning your body right out. I, I couldn't imagine, I don't know if you could dare you, but like, you remember when we were younger and you could drink all night and then go yeah, to work yeah. with an hour of sleep or <laughs> yeah. not even, it's not even sleep, it's no. passing yeah. out. Yeah. Now, could you imagine that? You'd be hung over <laughs> for two days. I would not be, I would not be at work. Yeah, you wouldn't be at work. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have made that choice. But when yeah. you're younger, your body has a cell turnover rate that's so much faster. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. I've said this a hundred times. 
for every cell that dies, you need a new cell to replace it, okay? If you're not doing that, so say if your cells are dying at a, tr you know, a million an hour, or excuse me, a million a second, you have to replace it with a million new healthy cells. If you don't do that, that is the aging process, okay? Yep. If you're replacing with 500,000, you're aging. You're getting shorter. Your nerves are getting thinner. Your skin's getting thinner. Your yeah. hair's getting thinner. It's mm -hmm. getting shorter. Your eyesight's getting worse. Your memory's getting worse. Every single bit of that is you not replacing. It's, it's just common sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if, if, nobody explains this to you because doctors don't do that. Mm -hmm. The whole point of the name doctor means teacher and student so mm -hmm. if your doctor's not teaching you this stuff or he's not even open to hearing this stuff get a new doctor right. if he's pushing you on vaccines and he's really really uh you know basically coercing you about it and he's and if you ask him what's the ingredients in that vaccine yeah. or uh can you tell me about the vares reports and he can't answer any of that stuff i would say either and a lot of times you get medication from the doctor they give you the side effects they hand you the side effects well the, the pharmacist at, will yeah the pharmacist hands you the side effects of the drug you. Most people how many, throw that right I was going to say, how many people right. actually read that, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, now that I'm older and I'm starting to open, you know, I I do not take any pills mm -hmm, anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I used to, you know, I'd be, I'd, I was on a ton of pills. I took 13 a day. Wow. Um, and I'm off all of them. Incredible. Um, along with my um, diabetes medication because that just, it doesn't. Would you, the power of, what, what, what healed you? My drink. <laughs> my, I, I, I credit everything to my Garden uh, Greens Organic uh, Smoothie uh, and Eaten Raw. And my, all my smoothies that we make is just, it's helped me. And now I went, I, okay, I binged on junk for a few weeks and right. I went and I took my sugar. Yeah. I was like, okay, it's time. I got I to gotta see if I'm, how bad I really did it. So I took my sugar. I had got, <laughs> do as I say, don't do as I do. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I ended up having a soda that day, some fries. A poutine. I mean, well, put the, you know, I made a poutine. I had that, and I didn't eat anything the rest of the day, and I had. I ended up having a candy bar. Your blood sugar was more resilient. Yeah. So I, I later on took my sugar. Like they say, every two after two hours you should peak. So I took my sugar. It wasn't as high as I thought it was going to be. Like when I was sick, uh, my sugar was around three hundred, which mm -hmm. is pretty bad. And um, now. When I ate all that garbage, I did. I topped out about one eighty. Yep. And I was like, "That's not bad at all." Even yeah. my my wife is like, "That's not too bad after you, what you ate today." You healed the pancreas so much so that you were able to now adapt. It's mm -hmm. almost like if I said, "Dary, I wanna, I want you to bench one eighty five and mm -hmm. you've never done that ever in your yeah. life, yeah. never even attempted it. But then I said, "Dary, I want you to work every day at one thirty five and I want you to do that for next six months, yeah. and then I'm gonna come back." And then I'm going to have you bench 185, and let's see how much closer you get, or you'll do it. Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. It's mm -hmm. about exercising and working out the things. Yeah. When you're taking medications for diabetes particularly, I've gotten hundreds of people off their medications. They suppress. You, you, you're not allowing the pancreas to exercise first mm -hmm. off. And second, you're actually washing out any excess insulin, plus you're washing out extra sugars, mm -hmm. um, and you're literally doing what's called a dual effect. You're you're taking care of the symptoms, but you're making the problem worse. Yeah, uh, because you're, you're becoming more dependent on it. Your body is weakened your pancreas will weaken yeah, it won't yep. be able to produce what exactly. you need exactly and your cells become less receptive mm -hmm. to your body's natural insulin because it's not there and not working effectively yep. there are things there are studies out there especially with cholesterol and uh, blood pressure that prove uh, there's a book out there it's called if you if you ever want to learn about cholesterol and you want if you have high cholesterol if you have high blood pressure and you want to learn why high blood pressure and high cholesterol are actually safer than having medication 
They are literally safer. Go ahead and read this book. It's called Nutri uh, Nourishing Fats. It's by Sally Fallon Morell. It's called Nourishing Fats, and there's tons of studies in there, and this book is easy to read. It's very, very easy for the layman, so don't be worried about that. Um, it's extremely incredible to... Incredibly extreme, whatever. Extremely incredible, easy to understand. <laughs> um, and the book actually goes through tons of studies that prove that the pharmaceutical medications actually cause more heart attacks and strokes and deaths mm -hmm. in the groups that were taking the medications than the groups who took nothing at all and allowed their cholesterol and their blood pressure to stay high over the course of two years, over the course mm -hmm. of four years, over the course of ten years. I mean, I've watched so many documentaries on like cancer. Yeah. Um, there's tons of them on that. Yeah. All the, the natural cures that are yeah, out there. Yeah, all the natural cures and then the stuff that's causing it. Yeah. Um, like, you'll plate. They um, tried for yogurt, years to try yogurt. to blame it on a virus. You know yeah, that? They tried yeah. for years to find a virus that caused cancer. And there are viruses that they say cause certain cancers. Mm -hmm. But they don't ever blame it on environmental conditions. Yeah. Not and fully. what you're eating and what you're, how you're living. Uh, what about the yogurt? The, uh, the yogurt. The, it causes cancer. Dairy, uh, the, the way, what they're the doing to the dairy, dairy pasture is causing dairy. cancer. Yeah, yeah. And then in return, me. it's brought to you the cancer research or the cancer, um, the, what's the big, anyway, they sponsor uh, the pink ribbon. Yes. You know, yeah, the oh pink yeah, ribbon. Perfect. And they cause cancer. Yeah, perfect. You know, that's like saying uh, me as an alcoholic saying, no, 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 don't cause sickness. Mm -hmm. You know, look, no, I'm fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it, it's all propaganda and lies, and they're making money. Yep. Cancer makes money. And, and it's not your doctors that are, you know, to, most people will think, you know, that uh, for me on this show or mm -hmm. you on the show that I we mean, are I blaming feel, doctors. I feel or we're, so sad for the people that are suffering right now. Yeah, I do too. I, I mean, I've do. lost, I've lost the, family members, yeah. you know. and You know what? I just had a client who came in who has... Um, they're, they're one of my former clients. Their 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 parent um, had just landed in the hospital for myocarditis from the vaccine, mm -hmm. a month after, of course. But this person had never had any heart issues previous to that, and then all of a sudden they have fluid. They have a pleural effusion. They've got fluid around the pericardium. Mm -hmm. um, they're seeing tons of side effects, and of course they're not going to blame that on the vaccine. Matter of fact, I'll tell you this. So, uh, it, did you hear about the British Airways? I think it was British Airways. There was four pilots that died literally um, in the same group, mm -hmm. and they all died after the second booster I shot. I haven't heard, but well, so. I don't know any other time, in any other peacetime at least, where all these pilots died at the same time uh, that were especially in the same country, let alone the same mm -hmm. group. And the news reported, no, it had nothing to do with the vaccine. First off, how do you know? Yeah. Second, you can't say that without confirmatory evidence to prove 100%, which you can't, it's impossible, mm -hmm. to say that they didn't, they weren't all going to survive or die, you know, years later. Mm -hmm. There's no way that you could prove mm -hmm. that they didn't die of that vaccine. But to say that that shouldn't be in the VARES report, or more or less, I don't yeah. know what the British report is, I forget, it's something mm -hmm. yellow, yellow something or whatever, I don't know. Um, they're supposed to be able to look at that evidence and mm -hmm. say at least let me document that at least within some amount mm -hmm. of days after the vaccine that this many people died yeah. particularly these people uh hank aaron's a great example mm -hmm. you know someone who lived all these years and all of a sudden gets the vaccine and then dies yeah um how many people does it take not only vaccine injuries for deaths uh but all the other things in between there's people that they're saying first off you know solutions 
how do you get rid of this if you want to detox this out of your system? Well, that's where we're talking about the train of the body. Mm-hmm. For uh, the graphene oxide or the graphene microspheres, as I call them, they're wrapped in nanolipids. They, I don't believe at all that they cause genetically modified organisms in your body or, or genetically modify you. I know that everybody says that. I know a lot of doctors say that. Mm-hmm. I know that even Dr. Robert Malone says that, who's the guy who created the mRNA technology. He also said that it was cytotoxic. He said these mRNA materials, the spike proteins, are cytotoxic. Well, yes, they are because your body is being manipulated into pulling those mRNA uh, materials, the the, the microspheres, the, um, whatever else is in the vaccine, they're pulling those poisonous materials into the cell. Imagine if I gave so much poison to somebody's body that their white blood cells couldn't keep up, so the cells have to now mm-hmm. deal with it. Yeah, right. So the cells mm-hmm. invaginate, they pull this material that's toxic into themselves, they wrap it up in um, typically, like they'll wrap it up in fat, they'll try to lipoproteins, but these spike proteins they are exited back out of the cells i don't believe that they genetically modify the cell at all i think they cause oxidative stress and they cause basically uh carcinogenic damage that's what causes what we look like what we think of as genetic modification which i believe it's not i think it's just a form of toxicity if i were to give dairy uh you know roundup every day of the week he would eventually genetically yeah. uh express uh, cancer. <laughs> so yeah. you could say that's genetic modification. Of yeah. course, it's not really all mm-hmm. it is is an expression of I didn't change dairy from a human into another animal or, an, or another another being. Um, so you have to for, for a genetic modification to work, I believe truly that you have to actually influence the parents and then the offspring has been genetically mm-hmm. modified. I think that's the only way that you can genetically modify something. So anyway, um, the vaccine the uh, chemicals they come into the cell and then what's kicked out of the cell is a wrapped up material that is basically um, exo- exocyted, it's, uh, you know, exocytosis is happening, and it's excreting that material out of the cell, and then it's floating around basically um, either being dealt with by the white blood cells or being carried out by, uh, you know, your immunoglobulins, um, uh, the mediated by, you know, histamines. So your body is expressing symptoms of the detoxification or of the storage of those toxins so you're seeing these small small tiny little micro tears and if you're anybody who's got a vaccine and you are having issues or you want to find out if you're going to have issues go get a d-dimer test done d-dimer if you get a d-dimer test on have you heard of these no okay well the d-dimer test basically look for microscopic uh clots and microscopic tears really the association between the d-dimer test and um inflammation is 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 one-to-one um, you have small, small, little, tiny, little um, inflammatory sig- signifiers that the D-dimer picks up that show that you're going to have tiny, tiny, little capillary microclots that are going to build, and they mm. will build because if you, yeah, your body, this is how they deal with it. And the somatids actually, they actually coagulate this material and they they huddle it together. It's almost like if I had a bunch of boats and I wanted to go party and we wanted to take all of our boats and string them together yeah. so that way we all float together. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. The body will grab all these materials that are toxic and chain them up together so that way they don't float around in small, tiny little material pieces. And this is called agglutination or uh, co- coagulation. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a few names for it. But your body will agglutinate or coagulate 
this material and what happens is if it gets big enough it will start to actually affect the bigger vessels mm -hmm. and that's where you get uh, myocarditis that's where you get uh, thrombocytopenias that's where you get basically heart attacks mm -hmm. you know so ischemias as well mm -hmm. so you're going to see people who are going to have within nine months to three to five years they are saying a lot of these doctors are a lot of the preeminent doctors ones that publish tons of papers and they're very mainstream they are saying many people are going to get sick and die yeah. within three to five years that's pretty scary stuff and yeah. if you want to be able to uh, if you want to get away from that, you want to help yourself, get some turmeric, uh, get some uh, raw fats in your system, get some raw f uh, fish oil like uh, whole mega from New Chapter is a good one, or get a fermented cod liver oil. Start getting loading up on raw organic eggs. That's one of the most mm -hmm. important things. Remember, these nanolipid materials, they are these, these graphene oxide microspheres, they are wrapped in fats. Mm -hmm. Your body uses fats to grab onto and coat and protect almost everything in the body your nerve tissue your cell membranes are made of fats so your body needs to protect with your nerve um, your your arterial walls um, your epithelial cells with raw fat and you need to do that you got to get it from raw animal foods to get the best type of fat which is saturated fats mm -hmm. and cholesterol to coat and soothe your arteries to protect your heart strengthen your heart um, so I got this guy I'm putting that guy that I was talking about that's mm -hmm. in the hospital, the myocarditis, I'm putting him on raw heart tissue, uh, putting him on uh, raw fish oil, loading him up, trying to get fish eggs in him because the person's not going to do raw eggs. So I got raw fish eggs at the store, which are very similar, and they're, they're lyophilized, so they're, um, they're basically freeze-dried, mm -hmm. uh, and they have the fat intact. Um, if I can, fresh is always best, always best. Yeah, and a matter of yeah. fact, fermented is even better. Um, yeah, that's what you were saying. But, uh, you know, because it advances that. the digestion. Mm -hmm. So uh, lots of raw and salted butter, and that's something that you have to get from somebody like uh, you either have to make it yourself from raw milk, which you can get from Miller's Biofarm. Yeah, uh, you can go online that. and yep. get that. Or if you need a raw milk source, go on to realmilk.com. No matter where you are in the country, realmilk.com. Actually, no matter where you are in the world. Um, that book I mentioned earlier, uh, Nourishing Fats, if you read that book, you will understand how important fat is. Mm -hmm. And that Sally, the doctor, um, excuse me, Sally Fallon Morell, the writer of that book, she is actually, I think, the chap, uh, president of the Weston Price Foundation, um, who is basically where RealMilk.com was was made, mm -hmm. you know, from. So RealMilk.com, if you're looking for raw milk sources. Um, but the fats that you're going to need, okay, so you're going to want to load up on turmeric, you're going to want to load up on astragalus to bring your white blood cells up, uh, th things like maybe like ginseng to help with the energy levels, protect the heart. So I have a product at the store called uh, Raw Heart. Uh, it's called Beef Heart. It's by Ancestral Supplements. Another unbelievably good product, especially I think everybody who's got vaccinated, who's gotten vaccinated should be on this. It's called Raw Bone and Marrow. Uh, or bone and marrow. It's by Ancestral Supplements. That's going to help create healthy red and white blood cells to help right detoxify um, the damage that's going to be done by the uh, not only the chemicals that are in the vaccine, but the um, graphene oxide. Right you need to re-energize yep. and electrify that body. The person who's taking graphene oxide materials, they're getting an electromagnetic induced uh, liquid that is basically, usually it's positively charged, which is very toxic to the body. And it causes free, radic free radicals essentially to um, <coughs> chain reactions in the body. So oxidation is going to be huge for people. So you're going to see rapid aging from people who have the vaccine. Um, you're seeing tons of people that are having symptoms of paralysis because the nerve tissue. I mean, just minor um, 
just minor their, their stuff. Atti- their minor things. stuff is uh, their attitude has changed. Yes, yeah. They're, they don't seem like themselves. I've noticed it. I've talked to certain people, and that I've known all my life, and they've gotten it. You know, I'm not, and I'm not there to judge. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna talk down to them, or I'm gonna say you shouldn't have done that. I just kind of shake my head. <laughs> it's frustrating. But I, but I, I'm just, help. I'm like, okay, if that's your choice, you know, okay, cool, whatever. But they're not themselves. They're just slightly different. That's a mild. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's just something small that's changing about them. And when um, you're sick, on the you edge, feels good. Yeah. Uh, feels good. You're you're more angry, more irritated. Yep. The anxiety, the. I think we're irrit- going to see. They're very irritated. You know what they said about the pilots is this is an important thing. Planes are going to drop out of the sky if pilots keep getting vaccinated. So a lot of, actually what they did is they said that pilots do not, most most airlines are saying pilots don't have to get vaccinated. They're not going to be mandated to get vaccinated, mm-hmm. even though the rest of the airline crew is going to have to get vaccinated because it's so utterly important that they don't have damage. Um, there are people passing out behind the wheel after their vaccines and they're mm-hmm. getting in car wrecks, head-on collisions. This is really, really scary stuff. There's going to be tons of people. Matter of fact, I don't know if it was Kaufman or it was another doctor who I was listening to. He says, uh, I don't think it was Kaufman because this guy was saying, I went to the drive-thru and he said, no, something that I normally get. He goes, that takes a couple minutes. He goes, I'm watching these people and they're taking literally just twice to three times as long to do things. They're getting confused. They're typing things into the, you know, the board three or four times, yeah. you know, and he asked basically, is everybody in here vaccinated? And everyone in there, you know, says yes. Um, I think that you're going to see huge mental issues coming from this and you're going to see, uh, I, I don't know, I've heard that they're prepping and they've got, and I've seen evidence of this, but they've got lots of places in the other countries that are prepping with wholesale caskets. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're making huge amounts of uh, preparations for, for widespread deaths. And, of course, they're going to blame it on the Delta variant, Yeah, yeah. Um, which yeah. I'll, I'll play that video next time, I guess. Yeah, yeah, um, let's do that. And then um, we did mention, we were talking, well, Bing had mentioned, actually, this was brought to my attention that Bing was asked the question on CKON about lit teas and are they healthy right um i I had like five people text me and said yeah bing said they are not healthy and he said they're they're not yeah they're they're not yeah yeah, and uh, good, good, we good. were talking about that. And I, don't, I don't know what's in them, but I know that they're processed. I know that much. Uh, oh, you got the ingredients. Yeah, I got ingredients okay, go, go here. For it real quick. Uh, first of all, first of all, there is calories, twenty to twenty-four. That's before the, all the add-ons start. What's your leading three or four ingredients? Uh, let's see here. We okay, caffeine. That that's, comes in a powder. They've extracted that from. That's not your leading ingredient, though, is it? No. Um, let's see. What's here. your leading three and four? Let's see. I'm just uh, want to read some stuff. Um, okay. So, they, many loaded teas are advertised they have at least 160 milligrams of caffeine, equivalent to about two cups of coffee. The FDA says 400 milligrams a day for healthy adults is safe. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, do the, do the math on that one. And then they're saying, uh, this is, you know, I have no problem with... You want to drink all of this stuff? Go ahead, drink it. You know, I don't have a problem with well, that. That's it, man. We but when they're lying, when they're it's lying about choice. being sugar-free, that's what gets me. Um, like, I'm not going to tell you, oh yes, this, this is a healthy poutine. You should eat it. It's not going to make you fat. I'm not going to tell you that. Right. Um, so what do they I'm, got for? So they they do have um, corn syrup. Um, they it's, have corn syrup solids. Is that organic? Is there no, organic? there's so, nothing. So that's GMO. See, this is where, this, GMO. this is where I was, I was going to do this. I was about to do this and then I started reading and started digging. 
and I was going to put it on my menu, and then I was like, I don't know, because of the lawsuits that went on. $200 million lawsuits that they settled out of court. For what, false advertising? False advertising that and um, using as a pyramid scheme. Huh. And this was all on the Today Show. This is, oh, like, yeah. I mean, if you're so going lit, to the TV lit. and saying it's, uh, well, it was on the TV, it's true. So well, it was. So is uh, basically like a nationwide thing? Yeah. I thought it was just like on here in the reservation. No, man. They're, uh, actually, they're everywhere. They, there's, okay, so. And then you have, let's see, you got corn syrup solids. That's And then you got multidextrin, a starch-based thickener that is, is not considered suitable for those following a keto diet. And then you have all the artificial colored and the flavored syrups. I oh, mean, okay, okay, okay. all I those. Uh, they, it, yeah, it, they just go, go up to the ingredients real quick because I just want to hear you raffle off the first uh, okay. yeah. three or four ingredients. Let me see if I can make that big. Let's see. Uh, it's well, I don't know why our. Uh, <laughs> can you just type in ingredients, uh, Lit T? Ingredient on, uh, list. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you've already got synthetic, isolated, fractionated materials in there um so first off those are all carcinogenic and um your artificial colors and flavorings you can find tons of uh adverse effects from them with um people that have add adhd people that have uh inflammation in their capillaries they'll have um you got it (laughs) under the gun i am not well under the gun Okay, here we go. Let's see. Let's see. All right. So uh, these drinks, they're the caffeine that they're getting too. That's also, I assume, going to be isolated oh, as yeah. well too. Um, so that's going to be pulled. Typically, uh, you'll get that from um, if it's an isolated source. You're going to have extreme adrenal toxicity, and if you have a couple hundred milligrams of caffeine. You know, like they said, your 80, your cup, your average cup yeah. is 80 milligrams of caffeine. The FDA is recommending that 400 is safe. So that is what, uh, eight times five. So that's five uh, cups of coffee. And they're saying that's that's safe. They're not including the fact that a synthetic source um, without all the other natural ingredients that are typically found with caffeine, uh, that that becomes an unbelievably expensive chemical that your adrenals have to deal with and it causes adrenaline tax uh, adrenaline spike so when you take that small amount of caffeine and every time that you get a little bit of caffeine introduced into your bloodstream you're literally causing a small adrenaline rush and over time your adrenals get so burnt out that the person can't function without having that adrenaline rush are you struggling to find the ingredients? Yeah, I actually am. Um, I got their webpage open. Yeah. So, why don't you go ahead and talk and I'll find it here. Yeah, I'm looking all over. I mean, it, they say I mean it is loaded with vitamin B, vitamin C, which is all synthetic again. All synthetic, yep. And um a lot of this stuff here is a lot of it is uh, their bases in China. Yeah, and so there is no um, wonderful. Yeah, they they're using these pots and you don't know what go that the um FDA and that the shouldn't be hard to find the ingredients, but yeah, the, I don't know why I'm, I'm hard. No, I mean they make it. They make it difficult. It's, it should be extremely transparent. Yeah, and uh, you're going. They're sending you everywhere else, and it's just like it's so strange that how how difficult it is to find the actual ingredients. 
Maybe if I joined their health club. So. Well, what do you do is Amazon typically always has a transparent list, so yeah, I'm finding um, yeah they, they have premixes too, so uh, so that's basically what you do, right? Is you actually add the water right into it? Yeah, you're just basically adding water. Okay, so maltodextrin is your first ingredient, which uh, that's a sweetener. Um, and it's a filler binder. Mm-hmm. Fructose, uh, so that's fruit, typically sourced um, uh, f- uh, sugar. Sugar, yep. And then you got orange pico extract, which uh, that's a that's typically a tea. Um, I think that's a black tea. And uh, green tea extract, leaf, black tea extract, natural peach flavor, which I, they do that in any number of ways to strip off that um, flavoring and, and get so they superheat it. Uh, usually use chemical extract processes to basically get that peach flavor. Natural caffeine powder, and do they give you a source? Nope. Uh, citric acid, and if this is GM, excuse me, if this is uh, not GMO, excuse me, if this is not non-GMO, then that citric acid is typically made from black mold. And citric acid is extremely toxic to the body. It actually rips holes in the brain, um, uh, blood-brain barrier. Mm-hmm. Cardamom seed extract, you know, that's pretty much that and hibiscus flower okay um they got uh they got stevia in here oh i don't know what malva sylvestris is and then they got safflower oil so uh which is probably high heat processed so those those things there isn't really anything in here as far as nutrition goes uh i don't i thought you said you had b vitamins in here but i don't see that um maybe that's one or one or another some kind of different product yeah Anyway, it's a processed product. There, there isn't really much to even say about it. It's just a garbage product. Yeah, and um, I, you know, I eat real foods. The only thing that gets me is that they're advertising sugar-free, and it's not. Oh, um, okay. You know, I've asked, and if you, um, it's documented that they cause kidney problems in the kidneys, mm-hmm. kidney disease, liver disease. It's just like yeah. drinking a beer or eating. Crap. Sounds like a, fi- a cheap five-hour energy. Like yeah, it's like a five they hour said energy this is drink. probably more unhealthy than their than the energy drinks you get off the store those things know. are incredibly toxic yeah there was this guy that had like i don't know if you remember the story he had like 30 or 40 tumors um after drinking his five-hour energy drinks after a few oh, months man. or something i don't know i don't i don't want to repeat the story yeah anymore, yeah but anyway but yeah that was i had touched uh, i heard it because i got a bunch of texts and emails because i posted it on our page and i got backlash and and doctors were Ooh. actually comment commenting on my page about it saying finally somebody said it <laughs> you know like uh you know what's a really good product so if you're ever going to do something like that and you want to get a pre-made drink mm-hmm. get some garden of life go to garden of life um if you're if you want a pre-made drink not to say if you want to get a fresh mm-hmm. drink like dairy's got um if you want to do something like that garden of life has their raw meal products they've got raw protein powder mm-hmm. um i sell them at the store there's another product uh there's a couple of them by sun foods um which they're incredibly awesome they're organic and they're just basically dried powders they're sun dried mm-hmm. okay there's no heat added to them there's no processing there's no synthetic isolated mm-hmm. fractionated ingredients no flavorings that are synthetic um there's no caffeine added either there are there's this one product by garden of life that i i really like for folks who really want like a green drink but they don't have they don't want to make it themselves yeah. and they don't want to go out and buy you know something um it is called uh, alkalize and detox alkalizer and detoxifier um and it's by garden of life and it's loaded with a uh, dried lemon juice powder mm-hmm. um it's loaded with uh you know your moringa and um uh wheatgrass juice and chlorella and spirulina mm-hmm. and just hell if you wanted to do something that is a really good green food get some spirulina or get some chlorella mm-hmm. add that together uh this these products that are really raw truly organic and raw they are 
very hard to come by. Uh, and I say very hard to come by. They're not hard to order them online or anything like that, but I'm saying mm. they're, they're very far and few between. Uh, there are extremely limited products that are truly good for you that are in the processed form or in the powdered form. And honestly, pretty much none of them really truly are better at any point in time than doing obviously raw, fresh, mm-hmm. organic. Um, so I mean, everybody must know that you you do the raw organic. I mean, most we, people don't know this stuff though. They really think that these products are healthy for you. Mm-hmm. Just like people are lining up to go get a vaccine and they think that's healthy for them, and they yeah. think that the mm-hmm. FDA is trustworthy and that the vaccine's safe and effective. I mean, it's just there's I don't understand. I don't know what it takes. I don't know what it mm-hmm. takes to think that way. I don't know what it takes to take have full faith in your government. Have full faith, especially people here on the reservation well, that's, that's who have been just crazy. completely. <laughs> that just drives me mm-hmm. crazy. We're a sovereign nation. Wait, hold on. The government just told us to get vaccinated. Yeah, the government said it's all good. To do this, yes. Oh man, it, it, I, I it don't drives know me nuts. Takes, I mean, man. I'm just a, a, you know, I, I'm just this one guy, and I, I have a microphone. No, no. You, you know what? I was voted. <laughs> I, I told my, I told Bing this the other day. I said I was voted the most argumentative in high school, and he laughed. And I'm like, I'm like surprised. I'm like, I mean, mm-hmm. like, can you believe that? They, they you know, <laughs> but I'm just like, I just never ever stop questioning and mm-hmm. uh that was really it and like i didn't start fights with people or anything like mm-hmm. that but like I, I asked questions you know and i was always the one to say yeah but you know kind of mm-hmm. thing um and uh, i never ever took anything on face value i always investigated deeper mm-hmm. and i love to read mm-hmm. um and of course there are a lot of people love today to talk who are full of yeah <laughs> um i like to spread what's you know i like to tell what's going on yeah out there spread and, the knowledge and, man. and i i can't tell you like how many people that they say you know i I saw you five years ago at a seminar uh, that you did in, in Canton or one that you did at the coffee house and wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, you changed the way I had a guy who comes in. I did a halfway house mm-hmm. talk six years ago. And this guy says, you changed my life that day. You know, and he goes, I read that book, the raw primal diet book. And he said mm-hmm. from there. And of course he went back on raw. He goes, he, he, goes, he was just like you he, he, there. He got off the drugs. Yeah. He got off the diabetes medication. Mm-hmm. He turned his life around. He fell back into it. But he knew exactly where to run to. Yeah. And I tell people that this diet is like a get out of jail free card, even the knowledge. Because once you know it, you cannot forget it. And if you're ever in a point where you say, you know, okay, maybe I'll, you know, it's just like sobriety. I'll get sober later. I'll, I'll, I'll stop mm-hmm. doing drugs yeah. at this point in time. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? It's better than you saying I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And it's better than you saying mm-hmm. that I don't know how. Um, the first time I ever heard that there were natural cures for cancer was from somebody here on the reservation that I met. Mm-hmm. It was over 10 years ago now. Um, and if I said his name, you'd probably know him, but he goes, yeah, we have all sorts of natural cures. Mm-hmm. Natu- I call them natural healings, but he said, we have all sorts of natural healing uh, methods on the reservation for cancer. He goes, we got tons of them. And I couldn't, it blew my mind. Yeah. Like, and I'm at 25 years old. It blew my mind at the time when he told me this. And then I'm like, it somehow blew my mind, but it didn't surprise me at the same mm-hmm. time. And then once I said that that's possible, I said, anything's possible. Everything the body needs is, oh, is here. If you think about it, it grows here for a reason. The Creator has put it here mm-hmm. for us, yeah. for you. Um, I had a infection on my foot um, years ago, and my mother says, "Well, take that right there, put that on there," and I'm like, "Just that plant right here." I'm saying, "That's funny. That's growing right here, and I need it." <laughs> yeah. And she says, "Well, that's you know, that's the Creator's way of saying that you need it." Did you ever hear about that horse that had cancer, and they let the horse out the pasture, and mm-hmm. uh, he ate the things that heal his cancer? I don't know if you ever heard that story. No, I didn't. Um, so basically that horse ended up, they just said, well, we'll let him out the pasture to die. And he ended up going out and eating the very things that healed his cancer. And the guy, I think it was Hoxie, 
the guy ended up putting the uh, things that that horse ate together, and he started giving it to humans. Mm-hmm. And he had something like 60%, 70% success rate healing cancers with just that remedy. Mm. And the FDA came after him so hard after he had healed thousands of people. They tried oh, yeah. to shut him down over and over. They stole all of his work. They came in at gunpoint. Why at any point ever in time would you not investigate that if you were truly about healing people why would you ever as an american medical association come in and at gunpoint threaten to shut people down when this guy hadn't killed a single person it's disgusting Mm -hmm. and just like raw milk they they say raw milk is not you know it's dangerous and it's this and it's that and it could kill you and be wary of it and of course they have raw milk certification and you have to go through a thousand hoops just to get certified Mm -hmm. yet they'll go ahead and sit there and mandate a vaccine that has never been tested for for safety and efficacy in anybody uh more than uh a few months and they're gonna go ahead and say that with thousands and thousands of deaths by the way thousands and thousands yeah. of deaths they're going to go ahead and say that that is more safe and effective than than drinking raw milk from grass-fed organic cows who, who i don't know a single person who has died from myself personally mm-hmm. and i put hundreds of people on raw milk and raw eggs things that are supposed i i've eaten thousands and thousands and thousands of rye oh uh, well that's me now i'm and uh, somehow raw, I, just, I eat raw eggs i don't I know how i haven't smoothies. died of food poisoning <laughs> you know 900 times over mm-hmm and it don't taste bad. It just doesn't have a taste. If they're good taste, yeah. if they're made right, if they're if the chickens fed right and they're pasturing mm-hmm. and they're organic, the, the eggs taste delicious, actually. Yeah. They'll taste rich. And um, something I did growing up, my grandmother used to make eggs with bacon fat mm-hmm. and all this stuff oh, yeah. and butter. And she, I'd take the toast and I would dip it in the yolk. Oh, yeah. Know, that's my favorite, man. You know, so like, <laughs> it a- tastes, the yolk, if you have the yolk, and mm-hmm. it tastes really rich and it's good. Um, but like uh, things like raw bone marrow, even, they taste like real buttery and real creamy. Mm-hmm. Those things, the raw fats in animal foods are so unbelievably good for you. And this is exact opposite of modern medicine. This is exact opposite of most natural health yeah. is that they tell you you need to eat raw and vegan, um, which is another deficiency diet and another trap. Uh, if you are going to be in one of those camps, raw vegan, or if you're going to eat cooked and processed, they want you in one of those two camps. They do mm-hmm. not want you on raw animal foods. They don't want you drinking raw milk. They don't want you eating raw eggs. That's why they've been bastardizing the research oh, and yeah. the mm-hmm. foods for the last 200 years. So, um, anyway, yeah, today's, today's, uh, topics and uh, controversies, <laughs> we'll leave that down for now. Um, yes. And, uh, you've been listening to the for, health moment. Yeah. We could we go could, on and on. Let's talk for, 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 for hours and hours and hours one day. We'll <laughs> I a, said we were going to be here for an hour and it's uh, come crawling up on two. Um, that's you know, all, that's if, how we roll. If, if people need research, if people want to know what books to read, uh, again, my, my Facebook page is Andrew Miles Larsh. Uh, Larsh is spelled L-A-R-C-H-E. Yep. Um, you go on my Facebook page, and if you need to, Facebook Messenger, if you want to get a hold of me for sessions or seminars or mm-hmm. house calls or just ask questions. Um, I typically always answer questions. Uh, actually, there isn't a time that I haven't. Um, so if you're wanting to come to the store and you want to just learn some information, typically uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, Fridays I'm there um, I'm in school so I'm not there all the time and of course I have an orchard at home so I'm running that as well too it's been yeah, that's early years so other than that um, you know come talk to me come talk to Hannah at Healthy Way come talk to Bing um, and, and uh, she's got some good teas recipes yeah. And yeah. Hannah I'd, I'd like to see get her on here too to talk yeah. she's got a ton of knowledge um, and she's 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 um, I'm gonna make it over there Tuesday talk to Bing and yep and then we'll schedule stuff like that yeah we'd like to get more shows done with Bing and yep. um, so you know Bing's got very like um, good 
really um, he, he's he's really good for like the the beginner as well too yeah. like, for people because he has very like and he knows just about everything and that's in his store exactly he's very knowledgeable exactly. of everything that he carries yep. so definitely you know stop in the healthy way right here in Messina or Augensburg wherever you're listening um, give them a shout on Facebook you, they also have a Facebook page the healthy way mm-hmm. health food store mm-hmm. check them out on Facebook. And today's show brought to you by the Healthy Way Health Food Store in Messina and Augensburg. <laughs> and with that, we'll we'll head out with a word from our sponsor. And uh, thank you, Andrew, for joining us tonight, as always. Thank you, Mr. Health Moment. <laughs> All right, you take care, Andrew. Take care, bud. I'm going to give you a Oh, no. Naturopathic doctor and raw food nutrition.